Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 to 4 on the radio, and then we become a podcast after 4 o'clock. John and Ken on demand. You can hear what you missed. Yeah, there's another uh, chance for you to win some money coming up at about 320. And, of course, you can always leave a message to the Moist line by calling the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86 or using the iHeartRadio app. We begin with a story that was making big news yesterday, and we're going to bring Brian Claypool back onto the John and Ken Show, an attorney. There's a mother suing the Baldwin Park Unified School District. She says that a school security guard actually just stood and watched, along with other students, where her daughter was violently beaten by another girl in a school bathroom, this occurring at Baldwin Park High School and... This being 2023, there's cell phone video to back all of this up. Let's bring Brian back on the show and talk about this case. Brian, welcome. Hey, great to be back with you guys. Thank you. Give us an outline of, of what happened in, in the bathroom for people not familiar with the case. Yeah, sure. On October 18th, around 1 o'clock in the girls' bathroom at Baldwin Hills High School, my client is a junior, 16-year-old female. She's in the bathroom, going to the bathroom gets up, all of a sudden there 
this isn't like one or two people. There is a deluge of boys, girls, and the security guard who all rush into the bathroom. It's almost like filling like a movie theater, right? And, and they're all standing there. And then all of a sudden, the girl, this girl just starts wailing and punching my client in the face. The video is pretty, it's pretty, if you've seen it, it's pretty, it's pretty shocking. But that's not it. The most shocking part of all of this is the security guard, we have a close-up picture of him, still picture from the video, standing there in the second row, smiling while he's watching my client, who, by the way, could have been killed if she had fallen, hit her head on the toilet, or hit her head on the ground. So this is as de- deplorable and shocking as it gets. What's the response from the school district? Anything? Pathetic. One word, pathetic. We don't want to comment. And guess what we heard? Yesterday at the press conference, uh, the victim's mom told me she had heard from another parent that this, the Baldwin Unified School District had sent this uh, security guard to another school. So after it happened, he had been put on paid administrative leave pending an investigation. By the way, what kind of, what the investigation t- should take an all, all of 60 seconds, right? Just look at the video. And, and this guy should have been fired in two seconds. And now it could very well be that he's out at a, another school deriving pleasure from watching one girl beat up another girl. I mean, it was almost like look, it was almost like looking at a UFC fight with these spectators in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it, and the one girl is wailing away on your client, just punching her repeatedly yeah. in the face. And there is a large crowd of people cheering him on from the doorway. Yeah, and you know what that proves? That's a great point. That proves that this, in my opinion, was premeditated. This wasn't some kind of, oh, uh, let, let, I'm going to go into the bathroom and kick the crap out of that girl. I believe, and we're going to prove it in this case, that that, that, that lame security guard knew very well. We think he knew the assailant as well. My client says he was friends with her. She scheduled this whole thing to happen at 1 o'clock. How else would you get all those people in the bathroom uh, at 1 o'clock for the fight? It was set up premeditated. And, and in my opinion, guys, this is criminal. And, and, and I sent a letter to George Gascon about, about an hour ago, and I outlined this, and I want him to investigate that security guard uh, for, for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. There's a penal code section on that. I was going to say, what is the security guard's responsibility in that case legally? Yeah, well, the security, the security guard, you mean the security guard's hired to watch a specific area within the school right but if he's, if he's got a, a dangerous event happening in front of him and he stands there does does he liable for anything criminally or civilly well well that's a great question i mean there, there's two factors one is if he had nothing to do with facilitating the fight see that's the difference here we think he aided and abetted and facilitated the happening of the fight if that's the case then he should be arrested if, if that's not the case then he still owes a duty to intervene, he's hired as a security guard. Security guard. That's like a nine one one paramedic being called to a scene, uh, and they're going to stand there and say, "Oh, uh, I, I don't know. The, I don't know about the person's injured on the ground. I don't know. I don't know. It's too dangerous. I don't want to go in there." Our argument is he has a duty. He owes a duty to intervene. But let's go one step further. Even if it's too violent for him to somehow go in and intervene, the fact that he's smiling, enjoying it. And by the way, you've got the video. He did nothing to break up this fight. Uh, that, to me, uh, is is actionable. Was there an ongoing dispute between the two girls? No, no, 
No, we we I asked my I asked my client. She she it was it was a surprise. It was like an ambush, surprise attack. That's what she told me. I have no reason not to believe her. She was caught off guard completely. They didn't know each other. Um, I think they may have known each other, but I don't think I. From what I've heard from my client, she didn't have uh, any kind of quarrel with this girl. But one other thing I wanted to mention before we're done: what we're suing for, it's called negligent hiring, training, and supervision. This is important for schools across the state. It's not it, when a school hires somebody; they have to do proper background checks, proper interviewing, proper training, and proper supervision. For example. If there were other complaints about this security guard not helping students, right, then that goes to our case to prove he should have been removed. So it's a, it is an important case from that standpoint. So they're not I – mean, is school cooperating at all, or are they stonewalling? No, absolutely not. In fact, the last letter we got from them was, we're going we're gonna to expel your child because she's a truant. Can you believe that? You mean to tell me their school doesn't know? Oh, the girl's, the girl's afraid down. to go back to school, yeah, and they're, right. they're going to expel her. Exactly. They're going to right exactly. We have this, letters. If it's not enough, we've got letters from them uh, stating that, that they're going to expel her for being a quote truant. So I had to get a hold of my client's therapist yesterday and ask the therapist to write a letter to the school and say, hey, by the way, did you see the video? This 16 year old girl has PTSD. It was a life changing event. That's why she's not at your garbage school. So we've got to go get that letter. She's, does she have any lasting injuries, or what was her face? Well, she had a she had a fractured nose and a and a black eye. So she's lucky. She's lucky she didn't, you know, end up with worse physical injuries. The big thing for me, guys, and and, and you've seen it happen over the years, is somebody can get hit, and if they fall and and they hit their head somewhere, I mean, that can cause bleeding, death. I mean, no. so I'm hoping people look at not just oh, what were the physical injuries, and and minimize it because she wasn't hurt more physically severely, but it's what could have happened had this guy not jumped in and tried to break up the fight. Look, look, let's, let's call a spade a spade. We don't have two guys fighting weighing 250 pounds in the bathroom, okay? These are two girls, and one girl slugging my client. You can't grab her from the back and pull her away? I mean, that, that, there's no excuse, absolutely zero excuse for him to not intervene. All right, Brian, thanks for joining us today. And as always, all your passion behind uh, your client. We appreciate talking to you. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. All right, that's Brian Claypool, an attorney, and his latest client is a young girl that was beat up in a school bathroom at Baldwin Park High School. It's all captured on video, and a school security guard standing by, even smirking. Seems what? to enjoy the fight. Why are so many public schools around here just run by such bad people? I mean, really bad people. It's just... Uh... Nobody cares about anybody. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, well, we were just talking to Brian Claypool, an attorney for the uh, family of a a teenage girl who was beaten up badly inside the uh, bathroom of a uh, Baldwin Park High School. And uh, the real complaint is that the security guard did nothing. Now, he mentioned a couple of times that she got hit in the face and had some injuries to her face, but she could have fallen and hit her head on a toilet or a sink or something like that, the floor. It just reminded me that uh, there really is no new news in the death of Paul Kessler. Remember that? The Jewish man who died after the confrontation at the pro-Palestinian rally? Uh, yeah, yeah. A couple weekends ago? Can, can you imagine if this was a situation where, you know, uh, a, a white guy uh, smacked uh, a, a black guy in the streets and uh, he, the black guy fell and killed himself? 
there, there'd be crazy protests every day. They'd be they'd be forced to arrest somebody. Oh, I see. But somehow, right. somehow, a, a Jewish man getting hit by a Palestinian supporter, uh, the case just faded away. There's no uh, seems to be no um, movement on it at but, all. Nor is yeah. it even being covered very much. Right. And again, of course, the, the belief is that uh, one of the pro-Palestinian demonstrators who's supposed to be a 50-year-old college professor named Loe Al-Naji is the one that and he teaches computer science at Ventura Community College, that he is the one that swung the uh, megaphone. Yeah. The well, bullhorn. I mean, hit Kessler and he fell backwards and hit his head and that he did not recover. They had plenty of witnesses there. They, they, they know that that man struck Kessler. And Kessler's dead. I, I I really don't understand. It could be it could be they they don't file charges for months because they want to do a very thorough investigation. Could be they never file charges. What's the investigation for though? I, I just don't understand. Investigation well, is they're going to all... pick what kind of manslaughter they're going to pick or what kind of exact charge they want to file. I don't know. They have to do a. They got to think about it for months. Uh, they're they're going to interview people, make their case. I mean, it's yeah, it's coming uh, up in a couple of weeks already. Did, but... did you see that story about the? Uh, the Jewish people from Detroit who were going to attend the big rally yesterday in Washington, D.C., 300 uh, people, Jewish and supporters of Israel, showed up in Washington, D.C. And there were plane loads, private plane loads uh, from Detroit, and they landed at the airport in Washington. There were private planes, so they had buses that were going to pick them up right at the tarmac, and the local bus drivers refused to. And these people were stuck on the planes for 11 hours mm. before going back home. Well, it's they like refused to. They refused to. They all called in sick at the same time. So there's oh, nobody. Because they didn't want to take the Jews to they, a pro-Israel rally? Yes. Oh, wow. That's pretty. You imagine that? That's very anti-Semitic. Again, change. That's the, discriminatory. Where's all the people that yell that stuff? Change exactly. Change the races. Change the ethnicities. Could you ever imagine that that would be allowed to happen for eleven hours, and then another one just kind of disappears into the ether? Hmm. Wow, there is so much animosity to Jews in this country. Like way more than I than I thought. I thought that just too much sympathy for the Palestinians. You think? And well, that too. Yeah, bad combination. I'm, I'm Again, they see the Israelis as the invaders, like the U.S. Well, uh, the Europeans took this land. They're, so. they're 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 ignorant of history, you know. When when you don't know stuff and then you just make up a, a fake alternate story, then yeah, I guess that's what you believe. Except it isn't true. You're just an, an ignoramus. I I mean, the wokesters are in the land of what they consider to be the major underdogs. We talked about it earlier: the migrants, the homeless, the Palestinians—all major underdogs. They get all the help and the sympathy. Don't care who the opponent is. What the problem is. That's I, I know it's 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 a strange cult that's formed in this country. I don't want to just pass this along for a minute or so and let you think about it. The mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass. What do you know? She appointed a new person as a chief of staff, and this new person came from USC. Hmm. What do we know about Karen Bass in USC? Oh, she got a, a fake free degree, didn't she? She did. Right. The same thing that got Mark Ridley Thomas in trouble. Did not get her in trouble. And by the way, this person is a former senior advisor to Antonio Villaragosa and also worked for Ridley Thomas. Oh, no. How's that for a no. six degrees of separation? No. Her name is Carolyn Webb de Macias. Boy, if I wanted to get a, a political genius, I'd pick somebody who advised Villaragosa and Ridley Thomas. Thomas, I know. Yep. Wow.
Put her in charge. Five years old. This is not a youngster. Put her in charge of the plane. Nah. But as you know, uh, the connections there yeah. between uh, Karen Bass and USC and right. the help she got with her degree. Ridley and Thomas. Thomas and, uh, I mean, the comparison was made in his legal case about uh, her story, too, and her getting her master's there. By, so by, by the, the dean of that USC social. Yeah, she did they, not pay tuition. Like we, we, gave, we gave her the same deal that uh, Ridley Thomas got. That's exactly what the woman said, right? The dean the of the social, social work. work. What was her? Uh, Flynn. Marilyn Flynn. Marilyn Flynn, yes. Right, right. So yes. the perpetrator, the co-perpetrator of the Ridley Thomas crime admits she gave the same bogus deal to Karen Bass, and uh, nobody cared. All right, when we come back, we will give you an update on Israel Hamas. There's been a few developments today. Remember a few weeks ago, there was a debate over who bombed a hospital, and of course it was an errant missile by Hamas sympathizers, not the Israeli Defense Forces. But there's another controversy concerning a hospital in the news, and Israel says it has provided proof of what uh, they really believe to be true about this hospital. You're listening to John and Ken. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, one till four. After four o'clock, you can hear it on uh, the iHeart app. John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. Yes, and use the app to donate to the Moist Line. Why not? We'll play calls <laughs> on Friday. Oh, cool. Good idea. Yeah, donate. Donate your thoughts. <laughs> oh. Worth much? Two cents, right? Uh, you can uh, use the app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, we haven't talked much this week about Israel versus Hamas. Big development today, and this has been the subject for a couple of days, is this large medical facility in Gaza called Al-Shifa Hospital. And, of course, Hamas would like the world to think, oh, here come the Israelis. They're going to come in here and blow up another hospital, right? They're going to kill innocent people who are undergoing medical treatments for injuries or sicknesses. But Israel said, uh, we think this is a Hamas headquarters hideout. And they were and correct. This afternoon, they provided proof with a video showing what they seized inside this hospital in Gaza. And it's a display of various uh, assorted weapons that they laid out on a rug and showed everybody. They said that uh, they encountered terrorists and encountered explosive devices and terror cells. They said it was a very precise and targeted operation on the hospital. And uh, they believe that they were right. And, yeah, uh, that's a lot of nasty weapons that they had laid out on the rug there. So it's uh, it's a re it's a real thing. It was uh, not a an urban legend. There really was a major Hamas terrorist center underneath the hospital. It says following this during searches in one of the departments of the hospital, the troops located a room with technological assets along with military and combat equipment used by the Hamas terrorist organization. The footage shows Israeli officers sorting through the guns, the ammunition, and the weapons reportedly. People put that word still in because the Israelis could have made this up and just put weapons down on a rug and said, see, look what we, look what we found. <laughs> um, now, dealing with this, Fox uh, just released a poll that was taken over the last several days. And the question was, in the Middle East conflict, who do you side more with? 66% the Israelis, only 22% the Palestinians. 8% couldn't decide. So it's not a big change from where it was, in fact, it was 68% in October and actually was down at 59% for Israel back in May of 2021. So clearly the October 7th attacks did uh, change people's mind about what is Israel is facing with the Hamas terrorists. And I keep hearing this on the subject of the ceasefire. Israel is saying, and I, I think they're right, nobody told the U.S. after 9-11 that there should be a ceasefire. They went right into Afghanistan and tried to hunt down the terrorists. That's what we're doing. Yeah, Nobody right. said stop, ceasefire, because some civilians might be killed and 
there's all consequences and they, uh, collateral they, damage, but these, no one said cease fire. It, it's, it's all emotional manipulation because everybody wants to believe in peace, right? Let's have a cease fire. Five minutes after they slaughtered 1,400 Israelis, let's have a cease fire. What, so they could reload and kill another 1,400? That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's like calling for a cease fire on the day after Pearl Harbor. <laughs> well, what, what the hell are you talking about? You started the war. Now we're going to go and crush you. And yeah, after we finish you. crushing you, then we'll have a ceasefire. Hamas, uh, Hamas is, 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 you're looking at real evil. If you don't believe in evil, look at the picture of Hamas soldiers and Hamas leaders. That is evil. That's what the devil spawned. They, they really the, should all be slaughtered. The sensational story, I think it was last weekend, I saw it as a headline. It was, it was a picture, too, that Israel claimed. Among uh, one of the Hamas terrorists, they found an Arabic version of Mein Kampf. <laughs> well, <laughs> just to add to the Nazi Hitler thing, right? Yeah, well, because Hitler was very successful at eradicating Jewish people. So someone was doing the research, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you want to read an some, Arabic version of, one, of that book. If you want, if you want to kill uh, millions of Jewish people, yeah, you'd, you'd go to the Hitler collection, right? That's they're mod, they're, this this modern day Nazism and history repeats itself in that there were all kinds of apologists and defenders of Hitler back in the 1930s too, including appeasers, uh, 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 the uh, Neville Chamberlain, remember, right. uh, with, with Great Britain, and uh, even there were many Americans who were were anti anti Jewish and looked the other way. The, 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 the Franklin Roosevelt reportedly knew all about the Holocaust that was happening, that Jews were being sent into ovens, but he didn't want to get involved in, a, in another European war. You know, memories were fresh from World War One, and yeah. he figured the public wasn't going to be up for saving the Jews in Germany. And it was only until, you know, Pearl Harbor happened that we then jumped into these wars. Well, and I understand that sentiment because it often is the case. Like, why should the U.S. be involved in everyone else's wars? Why all the time do we have to spend the money and send the troops in? I mean, that, that's been popular to be more isolationist when it comes to some conflicts. Because the wars never end. You see, I mean, we've got we've got, you know, the, 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 the Afghanistan war went on 20 years, 10 more than 10 years after we killed bin Laden. Right. Right. Because the war was supposed to be to, to wipe out Al Qaeda. And then it turned into trying to uh, build a democracy in Afghanistan. Same thing in Iraq. Well, we all know that was a huge disaster. Right. And, you know, I, I have I, I have come over to the side that I do think a lot of these things are set up just to feed money to the military industrial complex, the mother of all industrial complexes. Right. You know, there's always a rah-rah component because in, in turn, those companies feed a lot of political campaigns. And then there's a lot of uh, uh, congressional districts that have military bases as well, and th and that needs funding. And so there is a huge financial infrastructure to to invent wars, uh, get involved in things that we have no business being involved in, or to extend wars for 20 years past their their due date. That's why you have to look very carefully at every conflict and figure out what's really at stake here before you just charge in and say, sure, we should send men and supplies, or no, just fold our arms and say, screw them. Let them fight their own battles. I mean, they're all different. And, and the difference with Israel is that there's a connection to this country that's existed for many decades. And, of course, the whole you know establishment of Israel back in the late 40s is why we're very attached to that part of the world and what happens there. Uh, there remain up to 238 Hamas hostages in Gaza. Um, it's a pretty precise number. Ten of them are believed to be Americans. 
And of course, the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry is claiming that more than 11,200 Gazans have been killed in this fighting. Although, as Fox News points out, they don't distinguish between Palestinian civilians and the Hamas terrorists. They just give you a number. So, You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, the Pastathon is back. It's the 13th, John, 13th annual Pastathon. Of course, Chef Bruno's charity Caterina's Club provides more than 25,000 meals every week to kids in need in Southern California. And it's all about your generosity. You can help in three ways. Donate at pastathon.com. Shop at any Smart and Final store. Donate at checkout. Go to any Wendy's restaurant in SoCal and donate. Uh, this Saturday, 2 to 5, come and see the Fork Report with Neil Saavedra live at the Smart and Final in Orange at 1401 East Catella. We'll be broadcasting all the KFI hosts uh, live all day. The Anaheim White House on Giving Tuesday, November 28th. Come out and see us from 5 a.m. all the way up till 10 p.m. 100% of your donation goes to Katarina's Club. Help at pastathon.com. Well, it's a story that got my attention last night. Let's just say it was eye-opening. A Wisconsin woman has been found guilty of murder by eye drops. Demi, mm. that's not unusual. That's, yeah. uh, that's a first. Yeah, her name is Jesse Kurz. I think it's Polish. Kurzuski. You have to figure right out. Huh? What's what? Spell it. K U R C Z E W S K I. Kurzuski. Yeah, because it's C Z. That yeah, that's that's a that's a ch sound. And then the the W would be a V sound, so it's Kurzuski. All right. She Jesse was crying in court. She was convicted of killing sixty-one-year-old Lynn. Hernan, five years ago, by using a fatal dose of the main ingredient in eye drops, which is tetrahydrazoline. They found her guilty, too, for stealing from Hernan. Now, the way this worked, and this is why it took five years, the case was not opened until 2021 because she told investigators, oh, she killed herself. And apparently they were ready to believe that. Uh, police were called by, is it Kurzyski? By Jesse to the house and uh, saying, my friend's not breathing. They found her dead with crushed medication on her chest and a nearby plate. So Jesse later told them that uh, she brought the, uh, the woman a water bottle loaded with six bottles worth of Visine, alleging that she didn't think it would kill her friend because she'd been drinking it for so long. Really? What? People drink Visine? Anyway, uh, so during the three-week trial, defense attorney claimed that uh, well, this woman committed suicide because she was depressed, sick, and abusing medication. Everyone at the scene concluded it was a suicide. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a suicide, and it looked like a suicide. But the jury did not buy it. And the prosecution said uh, Jesse was up to getting some money. She killed Hernan to defraud her out of nearly $300,000, which included money from her estate. Hernan's friend and ex-boyfriend testified during the trial that the 61-year-old woman that died was frugal but would not have allowed Jesse to spend Large amounts of her money. She was like her caretaker, I guess, right. is what she was. She called her a friend, but she was, uh, know, she was a paid got, caretaker. Or you just, know, you got there are so many like weirdos that end up in the caretaking industry. I mean, well, wow. my 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 uh, father-in-law uh, had a, had a caretaker after uh, my brother-in-law died, and this woman came over the house and like within two days had stolen money from him. No. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know what's coming through the door. It, often it's it's like felons, ex-cons get these caretaking jobs, really. And they work at the hospitals, too. It's a tough place to hire people, and the wages are not 
No, the wages are immense. terrible unless you want to pay. You have to have the money to pay for yeah for high know, end high end care. medical care. You know, there's real nurses out there you could hire for a lot of money. Yeah, it's and just they, like if you go into assisted living, you can get a really nice place, or you can go you know low end. But you and, you know, there's a lot of people who do this this uh, home care work because they there's nothing else they can do. It's you know there's some bottom of the barrel jobs yeah. there. And a lot of people want to stay in their homes, so they have to hire yeah. people to come in and take care of some of their life functions. And yeah, that can yeah, be a that's right. You're, you're you're not getting a lot of college graduates asking yes, to do my, that. My my parents had a parade of these workers over the last years of their life, and nobody stole from them. But yeah, there were some questions about a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I'm, I was terrified of them. I, the, why, why are you doing this? This is terrible work. What are you doing here? What are you running from? What's your you real name? To, you said that to them? No, you, you I were thinking thought, that. I was thinking that when they came in. What are you running from? Well, yes. <laughs> Did you change your name and you moved from another state and you've become Some a... people are just born caretakers. No, there's no want... such thing. No. no. Uh, Conway's here. Hey, now. Uh, I was listening to... Um, oh, jeez. Your mayor, Bass. Oh. John. <laughs> yeah, just John. Not yeah. my mayor. Yes, it is. <laughs> he did not vote for her. Doesn't matter. You live in L.A. That's your bear. And she said the commute last night was lighter than normal. Like, if that freeway was open, it would have been a little heavier. <laughs> and I'm like, who is buying that? She's, she's so full Who's of buying that? Yeah. Lighter than normal? Do you think some people took the week off just to see if this... Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. But we got to come up with a different term for telecommuting. It's not, it's not how, what it's called. It's not a commute. And it's not a telephone we use anymore. No. And you're not commuting. <laughs> you're not moving anymore. Right. <laughs> and it's, it, it's like, uh, you know, they don't call, you know, you never say, oh, I'm going to get a horse-drawn cab to the airport. <laughs> That's gone away. Telecommuting has gone away as well. Nah, you but, come up with a new one. Yes, I will. But, the, uh, but the, the freeways are a nightmare. They're not lighter than normal. People are pulling their hair out. And, they're, and the surface streets are jammed everywhere. Yeah, you just look at a map, what, the Sig Alert map? Right. It's online, a nightmare. And you see red lines stretching uh, everywhere. But doesn't Mayor Bass know that we have the internet and we can look at that? I don't know. I don't know why these people lie so easily. It's like a reflex with them. Yeah. They just lie and they lie and they lie. And, uh, you know, I guess they all get taught in propaganda school that if you keep repeating the same lie, eventually it's going to stick for a big percentage. I heard her say that from a helicopter today, and I, and I had to rewind it alone and go, wait a minute. Did she just say what I thought she said? The commute is lighter yeah. than normal. I, I saw God her almighty. in the helicopter. It's like, well, what, are you, what are you doing? Everybody else is stuck crawling at three miles an hour down on the ground. Right. And her and that fire chief are, uh, you know, uh, up oh. in uh, Felix's, uh, you know, helicopter. <laughs> uh, then the Tustin hangar is going to be demolished in the coming days. The Tustin hangar is going to be demolished. I wonder if they're talking about the other one. You know, the one that's not burning. Because that one's got to come down, too. I don't know. They've got to bring them both down. And that's not a million dollar cleanup job there. That's like no. 250 billion. You know, that's one of those super, you know what they call super fun? Yeah. The EPA. It's no, they're they're huge. They're huge. And they and they're not making any money. You got to turn that into a Pizza Hut or a Walmart and get people spending money again. That's what they do in Irvine. I'm a, I'm I'm of those people. I want more uh mini malls. I want more 7-Elevens, more Pizza Huts. More Costco. There's not enough boba places. We need more boba. We need all that crap. All right. More of it. More, 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 more. You are Mr. High End. I'll yes. F the yeah. parks, F the waterfalls. You, enough with that. You're among the elites. No, people don't like waterfalls. They like drive through Starbucks. More Starbucks, less waterfalls. Do you have any wealthy tastes? Like mm. any... Uh, 
you know, a snobby kind of taste. You know, I like that Toblerone chocolate bar. That's about uh, it. That's, that's where that that triangle. That's one. where you blow your. Oh on. man, you know, I could eat that? a whole sack of those, John. All right. Yeah, he's he's among the elites. <laughs> okay, Conway, uh, Dig Dog, Rogers right, next. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Live in the KFI 24-Hour News. Right. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.